This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with the other person who lives in this home and is the other person on this podcast. It's Sarah Scrimshaw. Hello. Hello. How are we tonight? Well, I'm not going to answer for you tonight. <laughs> I'm I'm going to go on and answer for myself. It's been a week of, um, I'm going to say, extremes um, for me physically, where I've either been running around all day um, or sitting staring at meetings on my computer all day <laughs> it is amazing how uh aggressively uh we can sit it is <laughs> i mean we is the the human population but i feel like i have just like done some days where like oh man i i i am in i'm so exhausted i'm in so much pain uh physically because i just i sat so hard today yeah and i think today was um a a hard sitting day for me and uh and I'm I can feel the discomfort that's more of it than the first part of this week I have was uh, as many longtime listeners know I'm am sometimes on site at work it is a park so I do need to run around a lot and I had days that involved a lot of running around probably you know if I were wearing my pedometer like 20,000 step type days and I'm way more tired today from sitting too from, much. From hard sitting. Yep. Well, we've both had some hard sitting days, so we're going to talk about a topic that is kind of about leaving the house, but only partially, and there's a reason we're obsessed with it, obviously, and it is takeout food. Yeah. This was a very good suggestion of yours. Uh, Thank because, you. Uh, you know, we've been talking about lots of different kinds of obsessions, and some that we've been talking about in this last year are ones that have kind of come up because of the unique situation that the world is in. And uh, takeout food, I'm sure that someday I'll probably have a guest on the podcast who's like, no, I just, I love takeout food and that's what I want to talk about. It's, you know, but for us, it's one of those things that's been a part of our lives as <laughs> regular humans living in the current society, mm -hmm. but it's suddenly become a thing because of the, the pandemic. And by suddenly, I mean a year, mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's what this year is. It feels like it's been forever and suddenly, suddenly forever. Um, so with the, the amount of takeout food, uh, that we've been getting, what is occurring to me about it is that sometimes, uh, the takeout food is something that just really brings joy and variety during a time where both joy and variety <laughs> are the things that, that we're, uh, you know, struggling to come by mm -hmm. during this pandemic. So what I wanted to start with is just asking you, what is joyful to you about takeout food? Oh, wow. What a great question. There's quite a few things that I would say are joyful to me about takeout food. Um, just the, the the fun of having food that somebody else prepared. <laughs> um, of bring, But of there's something unique about that experience of you get the takeout food, you bring it home, you get to unpack it. And have this nice warm meal in your home that it's like a gift that somebody else prepared for you. That you paid for. That it's you paid for. It's a gift that you paid for. Yeah. Okay, so a couple of little threads that I'm hearing right away uh, is the process of it, like the little ritual of it. Mm-hmm. That, that it, you, you get joy from, from the, let's, the unpacking. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not I, the intellectual unpacking, but the physical unpacking. Not let's yeah. unpack the history of a grilled cheese, but let's literally <laughs> physically open this grilled cheese. Yeah, I I wouldn't have said that if you had just asked me like, so how do you feel about the unpacking? I'd be like, yeah, whatever. 
But I do. Um, with the caveat that as long as it is packed so it hasn't spilled everywhere. <laughs> Which is, the, you know, that's a part of uh, the absolute gamble. That's what makes takeout food feel so edgy and dangerous. You never know if it's going to be packed well. Right. You can't even rely on the consistency because we've been to some places that I won't name. And sometimes, like, amazingly well packed. And mm-hmm. other times, like, who did I offend in this kitchen that you packed my food? <laughs> it's such an insult. Um you do a lot of the cooking, and by a lot of the cooking, I mean 99.9% of it. Every once in a while, I make mac and cheese. You are very uh, kind uh, to do the vast majority of the cooking in our household, and you're extremely good at it, and I feel really, really lucky to uh, be able to enjoy uh, your cooking and throw out ideas and experiment a little bit together and all that. But is is a part of the joy of takeout food for you then like th- the idea of, I am not doing cooking. Is that like, do you feel joy when you like, you bring takeout food home? Our setup in our home means we're unpacking it in our little kitchen area where otherwise we'd be cooking. Mm -hmm. Is there a little like, yay, I didn't cook tonight? (laughs) Certainly sometimes, but but not all the time. I mean, I enjoy cooking. Um, For me, it is more often about where my brain is at. Uh, If my brain is tired and I don't feel like coming up, thinking of some, if we if we've had pasta too many nights or <laughs> any of kind of our regulars or it's just getting late you know and it, I don't like eating super duper late even though we do eat what I would technically classify sometimes as fairly late um but yeah I mean so that's that's part of it but that's not all of it it's more just sometimes about the different food because sometimes we get takeout that is not food that I would cook yeah um, and then it's, I'm, I'm going all over the place here. Um, it's also specifically during this time about supporting specific restaurants. Right. So there is that feeling of, we really like this place. If it were not, uh, the now times we would physically sit there mm-hmm. <laughs> and eat this food. So this is a, a way to, yeah, that's huge to me, actually, the more I think about it. Yeah. Because I, so much of this pandemic, the frustration has been in many things in life. What, what can I do in not feeling Feeling like you have power, but only this little sliver of power. And where can you use it, and how can you use it? And feeling like I am hungry. I have had a long and frustrating day. I just want food now. <laughs> uh, I get to go in the car and see outside, <laughs> and then get like food that feels like treat food because I don't think I've ever lost that from my childhood. Mm-hmm. So it feels like treat food. It feels like. We can't have this at home food. You know, this mm-hmm. is restaurant only food. <laughs> and then on top of that to feel like and I used, you know, a little bit of financial power to kind of, you know, vote with my dollar mm-hmm. that we support this small business, you know, yeah, and want it to live. That's a pretty good combination of of needs met. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I think I mean, the the helping you know, doing our, our little part to help restaurants was, um, I was going to say at the beginning of the pandemic, but I'm going to modify that and say throughout has been a huge part of it for me, um, of really trying to think about what places that are able to offer takeout. Cause there are some places that we really wish would offer takeout that have not. Um, but what places that are offering takeout, would we be really sad if they didn't reopen in the post pandemic world? Or right. in the new world. Yeah. Um, and so really like, okay, well, let's let's do our part. Like, you know, other people 
in various other situations and crises in history have had to do other things to do their part. And if our part is wear a mask and buy takeout food from your local restaurants, happy, very happy to do my part. Yes. Yeah. How did you help save the world? Well, instead of eating my wife's delicious pasta, I got <laughs> pasta from a restaurant. <laughs> I did it. I saved the world. I think the other thing for me that is joyful about it is I've always liked combining food with specific uh, experiences, mm. but when I say experiences, what I mean is uh, television shows that I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I think I've talked about before, my brother and I got on a weird kick when we were in college of watching old Laurel and Hardy, uh, specifically while eating baked beans. And I think maybe it was a <laughs> joke at first because that's the kind of thing that like Laurel and Hardy would be down on their luck and they would only have baked beans. But then I just have this like, when I see baked beans, I'm like, God, Laurel and Hardy are great. Uh, so I really like it when almost by accident we get into a groove and we have a very nice Indian restaurant that we do pick up from mm-hmm. uh, and we did our rewatch of Deep Space Nine. And I think from now on, when I have good Indian food, I'll be like, ah, Bashir, Odo, Cisco, all gr- great. So many cur- <laughs> so many great characters, you know? Yeah. I, did, I like uh, uh, sort of uh, amplifying joy by connecting more than one joyful thing and building a little uh, joy Voltron. I love that. I like. I love that idea of amplifying joy. <laughs> Good. That would be horrible. Like, nah, don't amplify joy. Hide it. <laughs> Hide it. Uh, I wanted to ask you about this. Do you feel guilt about getting takeout sometimes? Um, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm capable of feeling guilt about pretty much everything. Yeah. Um. So. I understand from personal experience of uh, <laughs> uh, being your partner and uh, uh, living inside my my own soul. Yeah. Yeah. So some of the ways that I feel guilt, uh, if you want specifics. Sure. <laughs> are, um, what we, honestly, with what we just talked about, sometimes I feel guilty that um, I keep wanting to go back to the same restaurants and not going to new restaurants to try their takeout. Uh, so that's one way to feel guilt. Um, I... We, d- we don't get, you know, the most unhealthy food, but there is a bit, little bit of the health of, you know, most takeout food tends to have a lot more salt and other things in it, um, certainly than what I cook with. So there's a, there's the health perspective. Mm. And for me, uh, uh, this has actually kind of been a, a big one. A third one for this is about the um, the environmental impact right. of whether it's the plastic containers, which... We do, you know, as long as they're reusable, wash and reuse multiple times. I believe we have 7,000 <laughs> of these specific containers from our uh, local place. <laughs> we do, and, and they keep slightly changing them, so it makes our stacks very difficult to... Just the just sheer <laughs> volume, the, some of the best physical exercise I get is swearing at the uh, the Tupperware. It's mm-hmm. I mean, it's not Tupperware, but that's the containers yeah. uh, that don't match. That lo- there's, there's no reason by eye that they shouldn't match. But they don't. They don't. No. Yeah. yeah. So both both that side of it and then also, you know, other things are are not reusable or, you know, and so the, so the environmental impact of takeout, I do feel. Okay. That makes sense uh, to me. I think if, if I have any guilt, uh, it's not too strong. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree with the, the, you know, watching out for health and watching out for the environment. Um, I think what I have really slipped into feeling like is... Uh, takeout always feels like a treat mm-hmm. on a stressful day. And also takeout feels like a good solution when the day has already been exceedingly long and I'm really ready for us to both just sit down. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and I think any guilt comes in when like, okay, has the day met those conditions? Has it been a stressful day or do we have too much on our plates? And then mm-hmm. it becomes every day <laughs> meets those criteria. <laughs> so yeah. I have some concern. Yeah, no, that's a really good point because I do sometimes have that also like, but this isn't like a takeout level threshold day. I mean, every day is a takeout I mean, I, day lately. I'm happy to to cook and you know get some different kinds of variety so yeah yep that's another kind of guilt that's and that's good to know uh and i think wanting to try different places that's a very good thing to understand because i can slip into i think you know i think uh having variety is one of the benefits of takeout food but you can slip into just going to the same places and i struggle with that if i find things i like i stick with them And when you and I have had reason to go out of our general neighborhood, if we're going to Descanso Gardens, which is about the only other place I go, or some other (laughs) public park, you often say, well, I just thought we should get food from here. And I honestly haven't, we haven't had this conversation in real life, (laughs) outside of podcast life, for me to understand. Like, sometimes there's been a vibe from you like, that would be rude to this neighborhood if we didn't get pickup. from here and like i didn't really understand it from a logistic point because like we're in the car so we could still just pick up something in our neighborhood and you've just had a real vibe of like let's support the different communities that we visit yeah i think it and that's a good point i do honestly feel a little bit like well that would be rude not to get food here yeah um and also (laughs) we can't hurt los Feliz's feelings (laughs) right pasadena they'll know they won't (laughs) let us back And also I think it's and also it's just like a good excuse because I, I'm I also tend to get into my grooves and it's a, to me a good reason to force myself to get out of that groove and be like, OK, well, we're in a different neighborhood. This is a good time to make ourselves try something different. Yeah. OK. Yeah. And, and we had good luck with that uh, at least once. So, yeah, I will try to try to be more supportive of supporting <laughs> Pasadena and not hurting Pasadena's feelings. Uh, I do want to go back to childhood, as we often do. Uh, what are your childhood memories of takeout food? Did you get it fairly often? Was it a, like, every once in a while rare treat? Uh, what sort of a takeout food upbringing did you have? Yeah, we did not have it very often. Okay. Um, and it was absolutely a treat. Um the things that I remember getting are like um, shakes from fast food restaurants, which mm-hmm. would absolutely have been a treat, or like a Dairy Queen after a dance recital. Um, and I think sometimes, you know, when I was really little, we lived in a fairly small town. So, I mean, there are restaurants, obviously, but, you know, they weren't, there wasn't a lot of options. And we didn't, you know, we were little kids. <laughs> My parents probably didn't think that they should be taking us to restaurants. But, um, yeah, so for takeout, if I think it was probably primarily kind of more in the fast food vein, um, and it was it was a big deal. It was a treat. Yeah. Okay. So this might explain also some of uh, my push for a lot of takeout food, <laughs> <laughs> which we've been we've been in sync. I don't mean to make it sound like we are in constant battles, but there definitely have been some nights of just like what we need is just takeout, and you'll be like, no, I, I think I can cook tonight. I think. Uh, I did not have it a lot as a kid either. It was, you know, uh, a treat. Like fast food would happen, you know, a decent amount. Uh, (laughs) Fast food would happen. Fast food would happen. Well, you know, there'd be like, uh, you know, we're we're already out in the world, you know, or or uh, my family would go out to eat. Like, for for, there were good stretches of my like actual 
childhood childhood where like Friday night was a treat night and we would go to a restaurant. Mm -hmm. But just the like, we don't want to even bother to sit in a restaurant, but we're going to go get food from a restaurant and bring the restaurant food home. Mm -hmm. That was, you know, extremely rare and therefore a treat. Um, And when I got out on my own, I've talked about this in context of frozen pizzas. I, you know, that was one of the things I wanted was, why can't every night be treat night? (laughs) (laughs) And led me to a perhaps not healthy diet of almost every meal being a frozen pizza for a while. (laughs) Because why not treat every night? Uh, And I think you probably did not go wild and crazy like that and still saw uh, see takeout food is, is still a treat. Oh, I absolutely see it as a treat. Um, yeah, and and I like your clarification about uh, childhood because I was starting to be like, well, but we went to restaurants, but no, but actual like takeout food that wasn't fast food. Um, I don't honestly remember. I'm sure I'm sure we did sometimes, but I don't remember it. Yeah, like well, a, a pizza. Yeah, I guess would be the only thing I can think of is we would pick up a pizza and bring it home. Yeah, um, and I think there's I think there is this interesting thing going on right now for the pandemic and for us of like. Hey, if you eat fast food, that's a really standard thing to just go through the drive-thru and and bring it home, right? And then Mm -hmm. there are other kinds of food like uh, pizza or Chinese food or Thai food or lots of food that is like, you know, depending on where where you live. Like, yeah, that's delivery food. It's That's real common to get as delivery food. Mm -hmm. But then I think what we're dealing with right now is like restaurants that we would normally go sit down and have a full dining experience. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to all those places. And like some of the places we're going are like, Supper clubs. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Because and certainly places that probably always offered takeout, some of them, but I would never have considered it before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I was, um, you know, kind of first living on my own, I don't I don't remember getting a lot of takeout. I, I lived very close to um, my two favorite Thai restaurants. <laughs> um, and so like that. But it would be a treat. It would totally be a treat. And I was like, okay, I've worked really late and, you know. It's been a month since I've had takeout food, so I'll let myself get Thai food tonight. Yeah. Kind of thing. I think I remember before we were even actually dating, but uh, just uh, pre-dating, mm-hmm. courting, <laughs> not, not even, <laughs> not uh, even stealth courting, because I think we were both <laughs> interested in one another. Stealth courting is a bad phrase, and I won't say it again. Uh, yes. When we were... F- Two podcast demerits for me, that was <laughs> unpleasant at best. Uh, yes. We knew each other. We were becoming friends... <laughs> <laughs> with an ellipsis. Nope, that yeah. one's not good either. Anyway, it's been a long day. Uh, the point is, I just remember you saying, when you were telling me about where you lived, saying with pride, it's equidistant between two great Thai restaurants. I just almost <laughs> said that. It, yeah. Uh, I was very both proud of that and very aware of that, I think, because... <laughs> well, because I was... Um, because that that really is my favorite type of or at least at that point was my very was my favorite type of takeout i don't remember getting a lot of other takeout yeah um because most other things i would either make or eat in a restaurant um and and i think i was also very aware that i worked you know i worked at a historic house museum i worked a lot of evenings i had a lot of dance rehearsals and i didn't want to get into a routine of going getting takeout food too often right because that could be easily be every night for you out of convenience it could be and uh so i've and also just like i was not making that kind of money to be able to pay for that right so i was very aware of like no i'm gonna go there but i loved that i was within walking distance um because that's 
You know me. You know that's a thing that I take pride in. (laughs) (laughs) And if it was the winter, I probably would have just uh, uh, driven two blocks. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, um, I want to ask you about your ideal takeout food. Mm -hmm. What translates best from restaurant to home? Because like we have things like pizza that have long traditions of making, you know, it's a delivery food, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about getting takeout from a restaurant, a place that you would normally choose to go and sit there for the ambiance and socialize. But you're not doing that now. You're just getting their food yeah. and you're bringing it into your home. Yeah. What is ideal takeout for you? Like what type of food? Yeah. Or, um, I mean, I'm, I'm still very partial to Thai food. Um, you mentioned our Indian restaurant that we quite like. Uh, we also have tried a few different of the many, many... Um, Mexican restaurants that are restaurants that are all over the place in Los Angeles. And um, those, because depending on what you get, can be very, we've had some that, at least for me, my experience has been this is complicated to eat at home mm-hmm. and others that have been fantastic. And we've had a few lately that to me were like, yes, this, I mean, it doesn't recreate the ambiance because our apartment does not change ambiance depending on what we're eating. <laughs> we have no we have red got, leather seating in our apartment, no, sadly. No, we have yet. not gotten to that point yet. <laughs> but um, yeah, I would say that those are some of the ones that I can think of off the top of my head that really... Yeah. The, the food experience, and that isn't necessarily food I would otherwise get and take home. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes a ton of sense. I think for me, I'm trying to find the right words. And as I've already demonstrated tonight, I'm not doing great with finding the right words. So this will <laughs> be a fun adventure. Uh, things like pasta, Indian food, uh, Mexican food, Thai food. Food that has some sort of noodle or noodle-adjacent substrate <laughs> with sauce and uh, other, you know, uh, bits of ingredients to make it come to life. Something that can be piled together and sealed. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Burgers and sandwiches dancing with the devil. Mm. Because you never know how well sealed they're going to be. They uh, cool very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. They slide around. And it is all about the success level of the sealing of the package. That's very true. That you can get a great burger or you can get a a cold slidey mess very very true so sometimes i'm really craving a sandwich or a burger Mm -hmm. and (laughs) and it is fun because it feels like i'm living on the edge it's like i know if i get like pasta from this place it's gonna be great it'll Mm -hmm. be sealed it'll be warm we can even chit chat a little bit and while we uh, while you make us some cocktails Mm -hmm. you know and we're safe but a burger, as soon as it gets home, the clock is ticking. Yeah. Like you even kindly were trying to, uh, you know, get everything ready <laughs> one night during the pandemic. This was several months back. And I'll be honest, I got cranky because you were trying to be nice and you plated the burger. But then we still had like 15 minutes of business to like, we needed to switch which sweatpants we were wearing and make a cocktail and <laughs> make hit a send on a damn email. That one email <laughs> we forgot. And then that burger was just sitting there. And it was like, every second is death to that burger. Yeah, we learned. <laughs> and you took it out of its little its little burger house. <laughs> you know, they say some of the lessons in life you learn from making mistakes. And I would say that was one of our semi-early takeout mistakes. We both learned. We did. We and did. now 
Now I, I don't even take the burgers out. I make you take them out. <laughs> no, you Mine were, I will take out, but yours no. But you were, yes, you were very, very nice the other night. And it was like, is it time to take out the burger? <laughs> <laughs> I, I apologize. I, it was, uh, yes, it was a stressful day. And Too I deep. got stressful about the, like, the, it, it was like while we were trying to complete everything else. It was like the, the top of the bun. I think it was one of those, like, they put, like, a pickle on top of the bun, and it was, like, staring at me. It was, like, this little eye of a burger going, it's getting worse every second. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. It's very true. Okay. So, I had those strong opinions about (laughs) sandwiches versus uh, mounds of food. Yes. I do want to stick up for, I've had some very successfully wrapped, brought home, and eaten veggie rubens. Okay. Uh, do you want to name names from where? I do, from Cantor's Deli. Okay, fair enough. They they know what they're doing. And, uh, you know, Reuben can be a complicated mess if you, if you don't do it well. Oh, yeah. And That's a slidey sandwich. It can be a slidey sandwich. Um, sometimes, you know, they don't put as much sauce on it and give you a little extra sauce if you need more. Um, but I don't, I, I like it cold too, but I don't think it's gotten cold. And it hasn't turned into a slidey, slidey mess. So yeah. um, I will say that is a fantastic sandwich sandwich experience I've had at home. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, you know what? I, uh, I'll name names. Canters. Okay. Yeah. Canters. Is that, that's my, my fun one for just <laughs> dancing, dancing on the edge. Uh, because I normally get this uh, 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 it's hot brisket. Uh, open-faced beef brisket. Open-faced beef brisket, but when they package it, they almost always just write hot brisket on the cover, and I just uh, <laughs> or on the package, and I just love it because it, it always sounds to me like something like a swear that Superman would have used in comic books in the sixties, because <laughs> he's not actually swearing. The like, great Scott, hot brisket. <laughs> Jimmy Olsen's in trouble. Hot brisket. <laughs> um, so like nine times, you know what? Yeah, nine times out of ten. Nine times out of ten. Uh, this mound of potatoes and bread and meat and gravy is uh, laid out expertly, closed in a styrofoam uh, little clamshell thing, and then wrapped in plastic. Mm-hmm. Other times, the plastic is nowhere to be seen, and it feels as though uh, someone at Cantor's uh, has taken a disliking to me <laughs> and has picked up the styrofoam and just really just... Uh, giving it a big shake, a twirl, a flip. And yeah, yeah, the, the potatoes and the meat are uh, at, at war. Yeah, I will say that that, that is, um, if I'm the one picking up the food uh, by myself, that is always the one that's like, okay, how's it going to be today? How much sauce is all over the bag that I put it in? And uh, how much am I going to smell beef brisket in the car for the next few days? <laughs> Uh, but the beef brisket is delicious, uh, absolutely uh, uh, wonderful. And that I had uh, for the first time when we were watching the uh, television show Succession, or as oh. we like to call it, uh, Bad Family. Uh, so now when I eat, whenever I eat hot brisket, I think of Bad Family. <laughs> uh, but Cantor's is great. And Cantor's is such a great example of like, I'm sure people get takeout from there all the time because it is just like it is a deli you know mm-hmm. underlined bold italicized it's a deli but it's also like a place that you take people from outside of la because it's a famous place and mm-hmm. it ha- and it's all about ambiance right totally so it, it's one of those places we're definitely supporting to like make sure 
doing well. Yeah, yeah. And it's been fun because even though we went there as a restaurant, I don't think that we had ever gone there and gotten things from their deli before. And the great thing is you can order sandwiches and deli items and, you know, get your cheese or your locks or whatever when you also pick up your dinner. So you've also got like makings for food for the next few days. So yeah, I, I mean, love it. It, it was like in my mind, the vision of the cornucopia. Like I think you picked the first time we ordered, you picked it up and you're like, I could stop at the deli. So I bought just a bunch of cheese <laughs> and apple and cherry little turnover pies. And this is like, mm-hmm. this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Um, we've talked a little bit about food packaging, mm-hmm. but what to you is the ideal uh, takeout food packaging to maximize the experience? Like, is there any packaging mm. where you're like, this is not just an obstacle. This somehow enhances the meal. Ooh. Wow. The experience. The experience. Um, gosh. I don't have a really good example for that. Okay. I'm sorry. Do you? Well, is there something that we've gotten that I'm forgetting about? Well, I don't. Well, this is part of the reason that I wanted to ask because I realized it was having an effect <laughs> on one of our meal choices of me wanting to go back to this place more. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you, you said some great things about the the recycling concern and like sometimes the packaging is, you know, uh, messy or not as good. I think when something is packaged really, really well, it makes me enjoy the experience more. And like I almost like my taste buds almost rate the food higher because, mm-hmm. <laughs> again, it's that game of association, right? Absolutely. If you have your favorite meal, but you always have it on your favorite plate that you know, enhances it. Or it's why we go to restaurants, right? The Mm ambiance enhances the food. Totally. And uh, we have been going uh, a couple times to get takeout from a a storied Mexican restaurant in the Valley, Casa Vega. Mm -hmm. And they have this combination plate. I'm sure other people do, but they have this combination plate, which is just about the exact right amount of food to feel just a, a little too full like maybe i shouldn't have finished all of that but right on the edge mm-hmm. it's a full complete meal and it comes in one perfectly proportioned circular serving mm-hmm. dish that contains the heat <laughs> <laughs> and it's here's i think this is part of it is i i li- really love the food but it's just there's so much about it that's no muss no fuss it's a it's a combination plate mm-hmm. so you just order it and then it all comes in the one container and then you eat it all. <laughs> it's just, there's no problem. There's no worrying. Because I think this is another part of it is when you are wanting to try a new place, a part of what I'm, we're going deep into, this is borderline therapy, not a podcast about takeout food. Uh, when you want to try a new place, there's always a part of me of that thinks, but we're going to have to figure out how to eat that at home. Because you go to different places and they'll mm-hmm. they won't package things together, so it'll be like, oh well, the sauce is separate from this, which is separate from this, and then we got to move. The, and there's just like, isn't enough room? And you don't have your system down about <laughs> how do you? Is it so much food that you only put a uh, part in your plate, and then you do you save it for later? Do you like there? There are meals where we've gone to a new takeout place and we have to figure out the system. Totally. And I've gotten to the place where like if we're watching a new show or a movie we've really been looking forward to. I'm not getting takeout from a place where I need to learn a new system (laughs) while I'm watching a show. And like Casa Vega is so neat, simple, easy, manageable. Like I could watch a brand new show 
or a movie I've been looking <laughs> forward to in Casa Vega. I don't need to figure out my system. It just works. Yeah. All right. Um, this is fascinating. This yeah. is so good. Well, and I think a key thing is uh, you said early on to you, you often think of takeout as a, a treat at the end of a stressful day. So you don't the added stress of figuring out how to manage food and plates and things like that is is another stress when you are one of the reasons you are getting takeout is to avoid stress. Yes. So it is counterproductive. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I we we make jokes about the the like figuring out the new system. I it is good to know how much this is um, affecting you <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like we've often like say on a Saturday we're going to watch a movie we've been looking forward to. Be, try to find a restaurant that either we've gone to or haven't gone to, but have been meaning to, to kind of pair it up, you know, all together. Um, because to me, those are days that's like, okay, there's a little bit more leeway. We can figure this out. All the dishes are clean. So if we need, you know, if we each need five plates for this meal, that's fine. Yeah. We can handle it. It's not one of the days when like <laughs> all the dishes are dirty and this is stressful. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I, I absolutely hear you about that. And uh, we've done a pretty good job of it for for this round, this year of takeout. But to me, one of the other stressors is sometimes if things are labeled, if we get things that look similar, I, as a vegetarian, always have the, uh, am I eating meat? I can't tell. Right. Um, and we haven't, I don't think we've run into anything where there's been a question. No. Which has been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that makes perfect sense. I think part of it too is when you get new food, <laughs> new takeout food, there's the food management too mm-hmm. of like the actual man food itself. And, uh, if you can just keep revealing things about our lives. We tried a new Italian place, uh, on mm-hmm. Saturday and we'd had it on our list to watch a uh, rebel without a cause because mm-hmm. neither of us had seen it before. Uh, we were both delighted to discover is uh, a different film than uh, we think it sometimes gets yeah. uh, represented as in general pop culture. We both had that experience. So like as soon as it started, I was like, oh, wow, this is different just mood wise mm-hmm. than I thought. And it had lots of great moments where, you know, it's not a slow film by any means, but it definitely had some moments where just like let the scenery sink in. Just, mm-hmm. you know, let the mood sink in. And that's a way I really love to watch shows. Not just, did I hear all the lines? Do I know what's happening in the plot of like a, a really great movie to me invites you to sort of like sink into the mood and the world of it. Mm-hmm. And I had this push pull because the food we got, I got lasagna and it was so great. It was really uh, tasted really great. Um, but it required a lot of looking down. <laughs> Oh, to get because it, it was the kind of lasagna that kept escaping my utensils. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was challenging. I didn't I didn't tell you about it before. So I thought I'd tell you about yeah. it on the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> I'm happy to record this conversation. <laughs> so I also wrestle with takeout food. How often do I need to look down? Right. Oh, yeah. Like pizza, you pretty much don't have to look down. You know? You, yeah. You can aim real easy. <laughs> <laughs> At least I that's mean, my feeling. You live with me and I miss my mouth sometimes. So <laughs> Very, very rarely. <laughs> very rarely. Uh, let me ask you about calling uh, specifically to set up the takeout. Yeah. How do you feel when you call a takeout place and they know exactly who you are and what your order is? 
Um, you know, I, this has been so if I'm going to include more than just this year. Yeah, this has been an ongoing thing with me uh, that in the past, to me, it was a sign that I was ordering something too often or that I was contacting a place too often. And I kind of had that like it, it honestly, it brought about a feeling of shame. Yeah. Like I had shame. Okay, I definitely want to dive into that. Yes. I want to ask a clarifying question first, though. Absolutely. So this is sometimes shorthand in movies and television shows for somebody's life isn't going well, they're in a rut. Like, I can think of, like, two or three different specific scenes where Mm -hmm. that's how we establish that this person is in a rut. Right. That they're on the phone and the person's like, oh, Tom, number three again. And then Tom's like, oh, yeah, my life is terrible. Is, Is it... Cult is it is it sort of a, a influence from culture like that or is it something different for you? I think it's something different because here's cool. the thing: is a lot of uh, not always, but many times when you see that in movies and TV, it's people in New York calling their favorite Chinese restaurant. <laughs> uh, and I have always wanted that. Like I have always wanted to be like, yeah. And here's you know like. On my walk home or in the first floor of the building that we live in is like our favorite Chinese restaurant. And we just that's the place we can go to. And uh, it was not not in our block, but we had a a Chinese restaurant that we went to a lot. We lived in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think that they knew me by by voice or phone number. Um, I think probably if I went in because we tended to order the exact same thing every time we went there. (laughs) Um, I know I did. So that. So that actually isn't it. I think it comes more from the like, oh, if I'm, am I eating unhealthily or I think it's more comes from like, I should be cooking. (laughs) Right. Okay. So, so the, in the past you are, you are doing takeout too much for all of the guilt reasons we talked about before. Yeah. But during the pandemic, uh, it has been, I have found the joy in it that I like, I was associated with, with what exactly what you're bringing up about the the shame side of it but the joy of um in particular the indian restaurant that we go to um if i may name names please we (laughs) now i'm gonna make sure i say the right name um there's an a restaurant called flavor of india in west hollywood that we go to frequently and honestly i don't think it's because i call so often i think they just have a system that has phone numbers in it yeah so when i call they don't always do this but about half the time when i call they'll be like hi is this sarah (laughs) and the first time i was like really or maybe i think maybe it took like two or three orders but now most of the and now when they don't say it when some when somebody else answers the phone and they don't say like hi is this sarah um then i'm like oh who is this did i call the right place like is it a new person working so i it's and it's because you know now i pretty much always it's me doing the pickup there because it's on my way home from work and and now i i know the people and it's friendly and you know so it feels like I'm calling my neighborhood place. And they do often because, again, I think it's just in their system because now, you know, computers, things are in systems much more. And they have sometimes been like, do you want the same order? And I'm like, (laughs) well, I can't remember what I got last time. And I think that there's one thing that I want to change because basically I get different things every time and the rest of the order stays the same. Yes, my order stays the same. Well, and like our, our side orders. And when I say I get different things every time, I rotate through four. Yeah, but that's still that's a, a lot for me uh, compared to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. just get uh, the thing that is marked on their menu uh, that I wanted anyway, but it says on their menu that it's Dolly Parton's favorite. Yep. 
and I, you know, there we have such a great Dolly uh, Parton uh, appreciation going on in our culture these days that mm-hmm. I, I feel like, yeah, yeah, I want what Dolly Parton likes. <laughs> Be smart. <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> it's going to make everything turn around for me. Uh, yeah, I think there there's a fascinating thing with that, not just that cultural sort of like, you know, that shorthand that has become a trope. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that moment when like, is a part of the joy of takeout food, the sort of the anonymity, right? Mm-hmm. Because by going into a restaurant and sitting down, you're kind of inviting becoming a regular if you go there once a week, right? And you see the same servers and you might talk with them and you might get to know them or you might see some other regulars. You're, you're sort of opening yourself up to that by going to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. But it sometimes feels like takeout food is like, well, part of it is just the like, I don't want to be around people. I want that delicious food. But I just want to stay in my own little bubble. Mm-hmm. And then there's something weird about it when somebody's like, now nah, I see you. <laughs> I know your name. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you're getting uh, two orders of the mac and cheese balls again, huh? All right. All right. All right. And you just, you cut. I think it's that weird thing of being recognized mm-hmm. and your anonymity is gone. And then you don't really know what you're being recognized for. Are you that much more of a regular than other people? Is there something about your your order that's stuck in their head? Are they judging you? Are they happy to see you? Or are they like, my shift, I'm probably going to get another call from Mac and Cheese Balls guy. Like, <laughs> you don't really know what the what the emotional dynamic is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's very true. And I think that's why I, in the past, have always shied away from it. But as I think through it, especially during the pandemic, but a few of the restaurants and some of the restaurants that we go to are, you know, very small family owned restaurants. So I feel like. I feel like I know them and like today dad's working the cash register and if I haven't been there for a while they do say and this actually is even before the pandemic they'll be like oh we haven't seen you for a while but it's always in such a friendly way yeah um and that this is that is one of my favorite Thai places where they comment if I haven't been there for a while um (laughs) and other places they're just so friendly that I do sometimes wonder like they always treat me like they remember me but do they remember me or is that how they treat everybody and which is fine. Like, I don't care. Like, they're super friendly. I'll be super friendly. We stay more than six feet away. We're all <laughs> wearing masks, you know. Yeah, it's been, it's been a really fun. Actually, it's been really fun because I think I always had that push pull of like, ah, I don't want to be seen as as the person who's getting judged for ordering too many mac and cheese balls. And instead, I feel like, no, I'm being seen for being a person supporting small restaurants in our neighborhood. Yeah, and, and a little bit of uh, connection. Connection, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah we, we've got a pizza place that is very near to us that we can walk to pick up, <laughs> which we always, you know, did before uh, the pandemic. Uh, and there's, like, one specific employee there who has uh, noted who you are mm-hmm. and loves you. And even <laughs> even when I put in the order and it's under my name, and uh, then she'll be confused, like, because she sees you're with me. Like, mm-hmm. there's no pizza for Sarah. And like, well, I ordered it today. And she's like, okay. It's never been any, <laughs> there's never been any she doesn't like me. It's just that for some reason, I think, you know, I remember this from Kinko's uh, when I worked at Kinko's, uh, that there are people who just had a a friendly energy or even an energy of just like, uh, there's no way that person who comes in here all the time is going to be rude to me. They've never been rude to me. They're always friendly, and it's just like a relief to see them. And it's oh, she almost—it felt like she almost was like that person is pleasant and never gives me any problem. <laughs> I'm gonna memorize her name. 
Well, I'm thrilled to be known that way. Yeah, no, that, that is true. And it is very fun. And I haven't seen her for a little while. Um, but yeah, I, I would walk in the door and she'd be like, Sarah! <laughs> yeah, and, and she did get very confused a few times. I was like, I don't have an order for you. Are you going to put one in here? Like, she would check. And, and I mean, and actually that is maybe one of the first places here. And, and to know me by name without something. Like, it's not coming up. She just does know my name is Sarah. Yeah. Um, but it's delightful. Yeah, and and I'll own it. I, I advocate for getting that pizza multiple times a day. <laughs> Why not? It's right there. Come on, come on. Um, is getting takeout drinks more or less joyful than getting takeout food? Ooh, I mean, it was really fun at the beginning of the pandemic. I mean, we we jumped in and we're like, ooh, let's do this because we can. Let's do this because it's a good. I mean, a great way to support restaurants right. because they can super upcharge for the drinks because they're probably being like seriously you guys can't figure out how to make an old-fashioned at home (laughs) um but but so i feel like it's a fun way to support restaurants and a fun experience and we you know got to try we ended up getting mainly old fashions so it was really yeah, fun to try. Yeah, I got a try. lemon drop martini from Smokehouse oh, yes. a couple times. Yes. Because I was working on a script that involved lemons, and it just all felt <laughs> too perfect. That's right. And But I kept getting old fashions from there. So it was really fun to kind of compare and compare them within, you know, our glasses, our balcony for having a sip on the a cocktail <laughs> on the balcony. You know, rather because otherwise the ambiance of the restaurant and everything informs you. But to me, that was a very fun, like, early pandemic thing. Yeah. And then it's, I kind of, I mean, I don't even look anymore. Like, at first I was like, oh, who's doing this? This will be a fun thing. And, like, this short-term pandemic thing that's going to be three months or whatever. The bloom has come off the the, uh, to-go cocktail rose for you. It sure has. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, it was uh, particularly, I'd be willing to do it, you know, maybe uh, one or two more times uh, before we wrap up this pandemic thing. (laughs) Still a little while, in my opinion, for that. But uh, yeah, it was one of those, let's lean in and have a sense of humor about dealing Mm -hmm. with this, you know, to go to uh, a place that we've gotten food from a couple times, Smokehouse, you know, great old supper club, um, which has just like an amazing atmosphere you know, uh, live band, you know, all, all, all these great, you know, storied Hollywood history, mm-hmm. all sorts of great reasons that you would want to just like sit there and hang out and have two cocktails and, you know, take a, a, a lift or home, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so since that is such a place to like go and sip a cocktail made by experts, you know, you can taste the history in the glass, <laughs> you know, that it amuses me to like, and I'm going to get one of those cocktails to go in all that magic and all that history of, you know, sipping a, a lemon drop martini out of, you know, a tall glass that has maybe been in service for decades. Uh, instead, comes home with me in a little plastic juice bottle <laughs> <laughs> is just the like the absurdity of that yeah. delighted me. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I completely agree. And I do want to say, and uh, I don't think we have talked about this. So here, reveal on the podcast. Uh, There are a few places that I do still want to go. Um, In particular, because of how things have been in Los Angeles, places that are bars only, um, you know, have been closed Mm. this whole time. And you can't just get takeout alcohol. You have to order food. It's required. But as a result, there's been a lot of really cool partnerships. And there's um, 
a bar that I was really looking forward to going to um, last March. I had kind of been on my radar for a while and I was like, let's finally go there. You know, like maybe late March, sometime in April, we'll find a date. <laughs> and it didn't happen. But they've been pairing up with different restaurants and you can pre-order both food and then they do fascinating cocktails. Like they go all out because that's their thing. Right. And um, and you have to pre-order it. You have to order the food cocktail or mocktail or you know you don't have to order the cocktail and they always have non-alcoholic versions um so that's a a thing that i do actually still want to try before this is all over okay well let's make some plans there we go yeah yeah i would love to do it if you could order uh takeout from any restaurant anywhere in the world not just within our driving range Mm. where would you get takeout from Mm. (laughs) okay the, I'm I'm sorry. I pre-apologize. <laughs> Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> many, many moons ago when I was um, a student studying abroad, I was in Paris. And this is why I'm apologizing. Okay. Like, I'm going to order something from Paris. Uh, <laughs> and got like a, a, pri- a fixed price menu. And one of the items in that was uh, like puff pastry with leeks and a creamy sauce. And it is to this day like one of my favorite food memories ever. Okay. And I want that. All right. So you are going to get a delicious and rare puff pastry from Paris. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not going to say rare. Maybe all the restaurants are serving it. But that specific Specific. one. A powerful puff pastry from Paris. With leeks in it. With leeks in it. I think... (laughs) That I'm going to get mozzarella sticks from Leaning Tower in Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds perfect. We can we can get two orders of both and share. Yes. And and then, you know, uh, also just a magic uh, pitcher of beer. Lining kugels. <laughs> <laughs> from Minnesota. Uh, yeah, because definitely this is, this is the longest, uh, I think, that I haven't been in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. you know, since uh, I was a very young child. So I think th- that ooh, I realized that's what I'm craving is like my mind was uh, flitting through like a great meals we've had and lots of fun places we've traveled. Mm-hmm. But what my mind went to is like, I want to feel connected to something that just this tastes like Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This smells like uh, Minneapolis, you know? Absolutely. My second choice would be the Chinese restaurant that we used to order from when we lived in Minneapolis. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think about that often. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll be able to do it eventually. Uh, I want to ask you a little bit because you can tell I am very obsessed with pairing takeout food (laughs) Mm -hmm. with different uh, entertainment, Mm -hmm. uh, televisual entertainment. Uh, So I want to know from you what kind of takeout food. It can be just general topic or it can be a specific uh, thing like your puff pastries from Paris. What pairs best with these different TV shows or movies? Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Uh, what pairs best with a classic musical? Ooh. Mm. Um, uh, <laughs> so I'm going to say um, vegetarian sausages. Vegetarian. <laughs> Singing in the vegetarian sausages. Why is that? Okay, here's why. I have to explain this one because I made a joke to you. Um, before we watched The Sound of Music, uh, and we weren't planning to, but we were like, oh, yeah, sometime we should watch The Sound of Music. And, you know, there's a few different, like, um, bratwurst or, I don't know, thing like that, types of restaurants around here. Yeah. And many of them do have a vegetarian option, so I can eat there also. So I was like, oh, we should, you know, go and get our, you know, 
bratwurst and vegetarian sausage before we watched The Sound of Music. Okay. Which we did not do. Um, but that's a very specific one to that, but that it jumped into my head. So I'm going with first response. No, that's great. That's great. Uh, and that that's really being uh, making a choice in your pairing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I absolutely <laughs> love the, uh, the sound of vegetarian sausage. Uh, we should do that. Uh, what pairs best with a Star Wars film? Ooh. Um, pizza, because you don't want to look down. <laughs> Star Wars is probably, uh, those are films where I can probably afford to look down. And not miss anything. But you know what? My instinct was pizza, too. Really? Yeah. Because, you know, the Star Wars movies are many things uh, to me, as anyone who listens to this podcast or or my Star Wars podcast uh, with Ken Napsok uh, would know. It means many different things to me. But a lot of times I know them so well, they're comfort. Mm -hmm. Uh, And pizza is a comfort food. Uh, You know, so maybe I'd just be like really daring and get, you know. A pizza from a place I haven't got it before. Mm. But then is it going to be hard to manage? Is the cheese going to fall off a lot? Ah, <laughs> challenges, challenges. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, what takeout food pairs best with the television show Lovecraft Country? <laughs> Bread and cheese. <laughs> I asked this inside joke so we could share it that uh, we very much enjoyed uh, Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. Um but I think we had one night where I can't remember what it was where uh, I had something later in the evening. I can't remember what or why, but I had some sort of like Zoom meeting. It was really rare that on a Sunday night I still had some like work to do at like nine o'clock mm-hmm. and at like seven. Like normally I really try to be like the meal is the last thing of the day. The meal and the relaxing are the last thing of the day. And then I zoom into bed. Uh and we watched an episode of Lovecraft Country. I can't even remember what food we got. Something saucy. Mm-hmm. And then it was an episode of Lovecraft Country where the they really leaned into uh, the monsters yeah. and the viscera. We had more than one experience. <laughs> like, we had one where we were like, ooh, no. And then we're like, okay, it was that episode. And then I think it was the next week that we... Again, I think we were just maybe maybe it wasn't takeout, but we're having something like pasta. We're like, yeah, no, this is no longer a we we cannot eat food during the show anymore. <laughs> this is not yeah. This water. is not an eating show. <laughs> yes, yes, water is the answer. <laughs> exactly, a fast and Lovecraft Country mm-hmm. go great together. Uh, what takeout food pairs best with a James Bond movie? Mm, um, Thai food. <laughs> okay, I think that uh, I think that tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll say bangers and mash just to be. Ooh, that that tracks. Know, uh, and yeah. I, I just want to. Exp- I have said many times how much I like Thai food, uh, and I enjoy a James Bond film. So I, it's a pairing of compliments. Yeah, things yeah. I enjoy. And I think we might have paired that at one point. I think we yeah, have. Yeah. Uh, here's the final one. What takeout food pairs best with? Uh, an extremely well-made but depressing Oscar Award nominee. Mm. Complicated Italian food. <laughs> so the the food itself is complicated. All of the takeout, uh, you know, system with the different packaging, all the different utensils, and then this little thing over here with the sauce, and just as complicated and challenging as the Oscar film we're watching. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> Fair enough. Good answer. Um, final question. When the pandemic is wrapped up and we can eat out again, how will you feel about takeout food then? I've been thinking about this so much. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So one of the things that was great early on in Pandemic Takeout was <laughs> that... <laughs> Sorry, Pandemic Takeout sounds like a really violent video game for like the Super <laughs> Nintendo from like 1991. It's Pandemic Takeout. Well, give it 10 years. It'll be out. <laughs> um, is because, uh, you know, different cities, at least here, it was happening in Los Angeles and a lot of the other... Um, cities that make up the greater Los Angeles area were really trying to um, help businesses. So they took a lot of uh, parking meters and offline and would designate them as pickup locations. Um, So it was great because a lot of times one of my issues is parking. Um, And even during the pandemic, there are a few places that I have gone to pick up food. And it's like, hmm, okay, not doing that again because it's just too far and by the time i get to the car the food is cold and i haven't even driven home yet or you know just some places are too complicated um and so i loved that and you know now a lot of those have gone away traffic's picked up we're pretty much getting back pretty close to normal um traffic wise at least um (laughs) 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 Um, i don't know why i started down that path but i've been thinking a lot about takeout and just kind of how it's, you know, because a lot of us, I think, have gotten more takeout. Maybe, you know, maybe not, but we certainly have. I'll talk about us. And that feeling of you still want to support people, but now does is it going to have like a pandemic tarnish on it? Oh, the like takeout food, like, it will remind you yeah. of the difficult times. Or is this like a fun thing that's going to be more a part of our lives, your and my lives, than it was before? And we're going to be like, yeah takeout two thumbs up we're doing this more often some of these places that maybe didn't offer takeout before maybe we'll keep offering it or places like canters that we didn't know offered it we can be like yeah i can totally pick up canters on my way home yeah so um i think it will be varied but i have been thinking about this um probably more than i should admit well no this is (laughs) the, the podcast obsessed is a fine place to admit you've been thinking about something a lot yeah i think i will still want to do it you know yeah I think because I think that for us, and I'm guessing from uh, other social media discussion that I've seen, that it's going to be a process. That I think mm. there's there's the camp of it's going to be the Roaring Twenties. The economy is going to come back, which I, I do think it will. Uh, and everybody's just going to want to like, I want to get out there and tear up the world. You know, I want to be places, do things, see people. And I think there's other people who are like, this has been really hard. My social skills feel extremely rusty. I need some time. Mm-hmm. And I think takeout food might be like this nice bridge. Mm-hmm. Like if there was just, you know, a, a magic snap of the fingers, you know, uh, and the virus was completely gone and everything was safe. Like tonight. Um, I think I would want to first right away go to a restaurant. I'd want to go to Smokehouse or Muso and Frank in like one of the places that's all about the ambiance for me of like mm-hmm. the classic Hollywood supper club. Uh, I would want to go there but then I think maybe like the next night I'd be like, can we get takeout from one of those places? Because mm-hmm. I will, I think for me, I wanted, I'm going to want to do baby steps getting yeah. back into the world. And I think takeout food will be a nice bridge of like, you can still bring a little of the outside world back home with you. Yeah. And it might be a place, a, a good combination of adventure and comfort. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really great way of, of saying it. And it's been so interesting to me watching different restaurants kind of that maybe didn't do much takeout as they've evolved and you know a lot of times especially at first they wouldn't post things on their website so you'd have to go to their social media to see kind of what the latest was and i think it'll be really interesting to see how that keeps going 
And um, given my comments earlier about wanting to try different places, I feel like we've still got to get takeout because there's still so many other places we want to try. And sometimes for whatever reason, it doesn't work to go there. Right. So this is another option to experience. Right. Yeah. And if we don't want to stay in Pasadena, but we don't want to hurt Pasadena's feelings, we Mm -hmm. should probably buy some food on the way out. (laughs) So all of Pasadena can remember your name. (laughs) We drive in and everyone in Pasadena will say, hi, Sarah. What are you getting today? Uh, All right. Let's have a noise to sum up. What kind of noise can you make to sum up your uh, obsession with takeout food? Yum! (laughs) Was the choop, 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 was that walking or driving or was that opening the packaging? Opening the packaging. Okay. Very, very good. Nice, nice. Uh, And want to rate the obsession? So on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest, uh, where do you rate your obsession? I mean, at the end of this conversation, (laughs) an 8. Okay. (laughs) Um, In general... I, I honestly would still say kind of in the like five to six range. Yeah. Probably a six. Because I, I do think about it and I do think it's, um, there's there's so much more still to dissect. Yeah. So I'm going to keep thinking about this for a while. Okay. This has really helped me process some things. I think I'm, I think I'm about like a seven. I think uh, the takeout food is a little bit of an extension about of how I feel about food anyway, as I like it to be a treat mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like it to be you know, uh, almost a reward at the end of the day. And when it is something that's kind of delicious and it still has that little like, ooh, this is supposed to stay in a restaurant, but somehow it got here to my home (laughs) in front of my television. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is just really joyful to me. Uh, We're going to move on then to our plugging section. Where can people find you? You're on Instagram, right? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at Scrim Street. Excellent. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow the Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. You can also check out the Star Wars podcast I co-host. That is called Four Center. For info on upcoming shows and not upcoming but current comedy albums, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com. You can also support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. Full info on that, go to patreon.com slash Scrimshaw. And one other thing to plug, uh, the Adult Swim weird fantasy comedy show that I write for, Tigtone. Both seasons are now up on HBO Max, so if you're curious to check it out, uh, you can just search for Tigtone, and it will pop right up, and you can stream all of the episodes. Uh, It is very fun when it comes up in the uh, fantasy suggestions, and Tigtone is uh, next to Lord of the Rings. Is that's a very fun and uh, and weird, great experience to see those uh, right next tour to one another. So if you want to watch some fantasy but don't have time for all <laughs> of the Lord of the Rings movies, uh, you can always just watch Takedown. Anyway, final questions. If you owned a takeout restaurant, what food would you sell? Oh my gosh! All of them. <laughs> You'd sell all the foods? Yeah. Um, breakfast sandwiches. <laughs> Exclusively? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I mean, why not just concentrate on the one thing you're really good at, right? <laughs> and that could be breakfast sandwiches. If you could fly at super speed, would you consider using that power to deliver pizza? Ooh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> why not? Exactly. Help people. Yeah, help people. Get their pizza even faster. You know what? If I had super speed, I would deliver uh, burgers and sandwiches. <laughs> and I would make sure that they don't get all messed up in their containers. Do you have like a special cape to keep them in there? Like a heat yes, protection a heat cape? cape? A yeah. little heat cape. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'll see me flying through the air with a weird cape with a bunch of 
burger bulges in it. <laughs> All right, that's the last weird thing I'm going to say. Uh, final question for everyone on the podcast. What is happiness? Happiness is sitting down with some takeout food that you know how to open, you know how to eat, and you've got it paired with the right thing on the television. <laughs> I pr- uh, particularly appreciate know how to eat because I like <laughs> the idea that I would finally get something open and just say, I don't know how to eat this. How does this work? Right? So sad. <laughs> Happiness is knowing how food works. That was a very, very good answer. <laughs> Thank you very much uh, for listening, and I hope anyone listening enjoys their takeout food. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. So this was really great that we did our takeout food episode, and... Before we even started recording it, we placed a future time order for pizza. So, I mean, we have to wrap this up right away so we can get pizza, right? We do.